Time now for the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. Last week, Roberta Enger, a LPN at St. Anthony Regional Hospital, was presented with the DAISY Award for Extraordinary Nursing. Enger has worked at the hospital since 2010, starting in the nursing home. Roberta transferred to the surgery department before being hired as the primary nurse for urology and neurology. The nomination submission read, Every time we visited my father in the St. Anthony Nursing Home, Roberta greeted us with a big smile, good humor, and a nice update on his condition. My father never failed to speak highly of Roberta and enjoyed their friendship immensely. If Dad were here today, he would write this nomination for Roberta. Later on, I ran into her again at the St. Anthony Clinic in Carroll, and she was the same vital, caring person in a different setting. Roberta had been a profound experience in the life of my father and the entire family. The St. Anthony is blessed to have her and others like her. Enger was honored with this award during the reception last week with her soon-to-be husband, Bob Malloy. Pictures of this reception have been included with this story on our website. The City of Coon Rapids invited downtown business owners to discuss potential projects for the streetscape on Monday evening. ISG, a civil engineer for the project, Joey Whitehouse, presented an overview of different avenues the city could take to improve transportation and the overall of Main Street. Community coordinator Katie Mason says the idea to complete the streetscape came from a previous study conducted on Coon Rapids back in 2018. Still, the city needed more time to prepare for a project of this size. We participated in a Trees Forever Living Roadways program, and essentially Iowa State University, Trees Forever, and Bolton and Maine came in and they did a survey and focus groups of our community. And from that, they pulled four projects that affect transportation in Coon Rapids and said these are some things that the community wants you to focus on, and one of them was streetscaping. Why we're ready now is because last year in 2023, we completed 10 building renovation projects, facade projects. It really has changed the look of our downtown. Downtown. And our community is pride in downtown has grown exponentially, and there is momentum now to continue those improvements through streetscaping. The primary project of the streetscape is to address the stormwater runoff to help with the water flooding the main street during heavy rains. The project also looks at adding new street lighting and ensures buildings are following the Americans with Disability Accessibility Guidelines. One thing that will remain the same is the center street parking currently available for vehicles after a pushback from the community members. Mason says the streetscape project will look at all different components to improve Main Street, Coon Rapids. Those are kind of the major infrastructure issues. If we have to tear up a large portions of our Main Street, then we'll probably also work with the local utilities to address updating some water mains with the businesses, allowing them the opportunity to address any infrastructure issues with their buildings. We also want to take the opportunity to make things look better, and we'll be looking at attractive streetlights and have amenities in them like electrical outlets or speakers, look at things like landscaping and trees, bump outs at the intersections to make our downtown uh, more walkable. There has been discussion of replacing the 100-year-old water pipes shared between businesses in that area. That depends on how much concrete and street will be removed and replaced. Mason says the businesses downtown are excited to see this project's potential, but there is still some concern. They understand why this needs to be done 
and they'll be happy to see these improvements, but they are still concerned about what it will cost to them, both financially and the time that their storefront doors may be closed because the sidewalk or the street is torn up. So they are definitely wanting to know how is this going to affect the customers who come in and out of my business, timelines, the cost to them. But so far, everyone is still engaged in the process and interested in seeing improvements downtown. Mason says a task force of representatives from the local utilities, street department, city, Main Street, Coon Rapids nonprofit, businesses, and community members are working on this project to ensure this will all be an excellent fit for the town. The city of Coon Rapids will release more information about a town hall for residents to come voice their opinions and concerns later this spring. The Guthrie County Hospital's Foundation's annual cornhole tournament is scheduled for tomorrow starting at 5 p.m. The event is being held at the Guthrie County Events Center with registration beginning at 4.30 p.m. Food and drinks, side games, a silent auction, and bingo will be available throughout the night. The cost is $80 per team and money raised from the tournament will go towards Guthrie County High School scholarships. Those with any questions are asked to contact Dennis Flannery at 641-332-3879. Again, the Guthrie County Hospital Foundation Cornhole Tournament is being held tomorrow, and registration begins at 4.30 with the games beginning at 5 p.m. The second of four planned Carroll Chamber of Commerce and Carroll County Growth Partnership Legislative Forums is scheduled for this weekend. The approximately hour-long forum features District 6 Senator Jason Schultz of Schleswig and District 11 Representative Brian Best of Glennon beginning at 10 a.m. in the Carroll Des Moines Area Community College, not Commons. The legislators will provide brief opening comments before answering questions prepared by the Chamber and CCGP Legislative Committee. If time allows, attendees can ask questions concerning pending issues at the State House. Two other forums are scheduled March 23rd at New Hope and Carroll and April 27th at the Glidden Public Library. And that has been the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We will be back for more after these messages. 2% milk cost $3.27 in 2018. Now it's $4.27. The price of bread? Up 34% since 2018. Average price of your monthly internet? Up almost 11% since 2018. That is, unless you're a Western Iowa Networks customer. In 2018, it cost $69.99 a month for 100 meg internet for Win customers. Today, it still costs $69.99 a month for 100 meg internet. Western Iowa Networks. Amazing high-speed internet. Same great price. Sign up for Windspeed Fiber today at westianet.com. Hi, this is Mike Franey from Mid-Iowa Insurance and Real Estate. The insurance industry has taken on many changes this past year. Rates have increased, policies have been non-renewed, and we've even seen companies put moratoriums on their agents. At Mid-Iowa, we are a local independent agency representing a wide variety of companies. We are positioned to work hand-in-hand with you to find you the best rate for the coverage you need. So if you are seeing changes in your insurance, I invite you to give us a call or simply stop by. We can help you. It's always better together. Mid-Iowa Insurance and Real Estate and you. Listen every Saturday and Sunday morning at 7.50 for Crusader's Corner. We'll be talking to teachers and students about what they're doing and learning every week. Crusader's Corner, proudly brought to you by Poet Bioprocessing of Coon Rapids, one of the most efficient ethanol production facilities in the United States. Go! 
time now for the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But before we get into the stories, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast with some weather facts from today. So tonight we're looking at mostly cloudy skies and gradually becoming mostly clear with a low around 23, wind gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Saturday, sunny with a high near 57, breezy with wind gusts as high as 22 miles per hour. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low around 34. And Sunday, we're looking at sunny skies with a high near 60. And Sunday night is clear with a low around 37. Yesterday's high was set at 62 degrees, and yesterday's low was set at 32. Sunrise tomorrow will be at 7.04 a.m. Record high was 70 degrees set in 2017, and record low was negative 12 set back in 1989. So, I mean, we're getting, I mean, not today, it was a little cooler, but the past couple of days, we've been getting close to 70, and we are supposed to get into the 70s next week. So, I mean... We might be hitting some record temperatures here, and I'm glad it's for the high instead of the low. I, I I, do not like the cold, as most of you probably know that. Now let's take a look at your evening news. The Carroll County Cattlemen's Association is ready to roll for its annual banquet tomorrow night. The event is once again being held in the Arcadia Legion Hall. For those who missed out on ticket pre-sales, Cattlemen's Association member Brett Grieve says that doesn't mean you cannot attend. That night, you can come and get a ticket at the door for only $30 at the Arcadia Legion Hall on uh, Saturday night at 5.30. The evening's menu includes a prime rib dinner from Litterdale Country Store. Following the meal, they will announce the 2024 Carroll County Cattlemen's Association scholarship recipients. Cody Erickson says they'll also be providing more information about their new Beef Builders program, which has generated a lot of interest already. We've had a lot of questions so far since we've put it on the radios. So, you know, Beef Builder Program, $7,500 interest-free loan for five years for somebody looking to invest in the beef industry. You know, get started, get involved, whatever it might be, age 12 to 25, a way to get somebody started. The auction is expected to begin around 7.30 p.m. Saturday. Erickson says they have an impressive lineup for bidders this year. We've actually, a couple years, we've been kind of working on trying to do something cool and interesting and one-of-a-kind. Well, this year we did it. We got a 28-gauge Beretta shotgun, and we had it engraved, custom engraved, through Quant's Coatings here in town. Highlighting it definitely on the Facebook page. This year we decided to dabble in with the ladies. Got a few cowhide things and western gear type of deals, so baskets that are donated. Money raised during the auction supports the organization's operations and annual scholarships. Again, the 2024 Carroll County Cattlemen's Association Banquet begins at 5.30 p.m. Saturday at the Arcadia Legion Hall. Tickets are available for $30 at the door. In a long-awaited move, the Environmental Protection Agency has finally issued a ruling on a request from eight Midwestern governors to allow year-round sales of E15. However, the EPA's final rule comes with a significant delay, pushing implementation from 2024 to 2025, making it almost two and a half years late. Iowa Renewable Fuels Association Executive Director Monty Shaw expressed mixed sentiments, saying, Obviously, we're glad there's a rule implementing the governor's action under the Clear Act Air Act to allow year-round sales of E15. But the last-minute delay in implementation means motorists face fewer options and higher prices at the pump this summer. This further delay is unnecessary and unjustified. 
The eight governors had submitted their request in April of 2022, with the EPA legally required to respond within 90 days. However, the agency waited until March 2023, almost a year later, to propose approval. The draft rule was not sent to the Office of Management and Budget for interagency review until December of 2023. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, a key figure in pushing for year-round E15, expressed frustration on the EAPA's delays. She says after continuous delays by the EPA to allow year-round sales of E15 fuels, consumers across the country can finally look forward to lower cost, cleaner burning year-round E15 in 2025. Nearly two years ago, I organized a bipartisan coalition of eight Midwest governors to join me in challenging the EPA's refusal to allow E15 sales during summer months. Finally, our request is approved. However, the EPA's unjustified delays come at a cost for drivers and the environment. Reynolds intends to pursue a waiver to allow summer sales of E15 in Iowa this year. Various political figures, including U.S. Senators Chuck Grassley and Joni Ernst and Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nagg, welcomed the EPA's decision but criticized the delayed implementation until 2025. Iowa 4 District U.S. Representative Randy Feenstra visited Stewart Memorial Community Hospital earlier this week to tour the hospital's rehabilitation services, obstetrics, and emergency departments. As a member of the Science, Space, and Technology Committee in the U.S. House, Feenstra noted the hospital's willingness to adopt cutting-edge equipment and technology. Following the tour, discussions were held with SMCH CEO Lynn Block, hospital board member Teresa Hildreth, and Lake City Mayor Mike Schleschman. The focus of this conversation centered on Feenstra's congregational efforts to expand rural health care and promote telehealth in rural communities. Feenstra emphasized his commitment to sustaining rural hospitals and fortifying the rural health care workforce. Block highlighted Stewart Memorial's dedication to offering services like orthopedic surgery locally, reducing the need for patients to travel long distances for procedures. Block stressed the importance of rural critical access facilities, advocating for legislative improvements to enhance services and community well-being. Stewart Memorial Community Hospital, a critical access hospital in Lake City, recently completed a $31 million renovation project, earning recognition as an 11-time Top Workplace Award winner. A photo from Representative Feenstra's visit on Wednesday is included with this story on our website. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting.